Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you, let's talk about me, let's talk about us, let's talk about we, let's talk about wealth, let's talk about greed, let's talk being broke, living in poverty, let's talk about black, let's talk about white, let's talk about how we still fight for our rights, let's talk government, sex schemes and drugs, and let's talk about God, let's talk about love, let's discuss our feelings. Hey y'all, welcome to Blessed to be Us, I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantrell Levet, and this is Bougie Bible Study. If you are new here i like to welcome you to the best bible study class that you would ever come across and if you are not new here then you already know how we get down over here at bougie bible study as we dive into the bible and read a chapter a week and we just allow the holy spirit to speak to us in the ways that it needs to speak to us individually because what the holy spirit might be speaking to me about can definitely not be speaking to you about so i just ask that you really allow the holy spirit to speak to you as we dive into the chapter of today's class which will be Romans chapter 3 and as you guys can see we did skip Romans 1 and 2 and that's because we're going along a Bible plan that's allowing us to go through the Bible and get an understanding of what took place back then that still allows us to see the works of the Bible today because the Bible is so real Jesus is so real and also the devil is so real and I know people like to pretend over that and act like these things are not but we already know that it is true and because God saved us Jesus died for our sins we are going to praise him at the highest over here at blessed to bs you know Jesus has definitely saved my life and if you're listening to this podcast then you also believe that Jesus has did something miraculous in your life and you want to continue to know him and so come on over here come one come all there's no judgment over here all we do is really just read the bible and get an understanding and so if you are new here then go ahead and grab your bible any version that you like to read out of and just follow along and take notes and allow the holy spirit to speak to you i read out of the niv version that's my choice again it's your choice to read out of any version bible that you choose to there's no judgment over here just listen to the stories so today's class will be romans chapter 3 so if you're ready i am ready let's go it starts off at god's faithfulness It says, what advantage then is there in being a Jew? Or what value is there in circumcision? Much in every way. First of all, the Jews have been entrusted with the very word of God. What if some were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Let God be true and every human being a liar as it is written so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. But if our unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness more clearly, what shall we say? That God is unjust in bringing his wrath on us? I am using a human argument. Certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Someone might argue, if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases his glory, Why am I still condemned as a sinner? Why not say as some slanderously claim that we say, let us do evil that good may result. 
their condemnation is just. No one is righteous. Verse 9. What shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Not at all. For we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles are alike, are all under the power of sin, as it is written. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. And all have turned away that they have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Righteousness through faith, verse 21. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? He is not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too. Since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. And that's the end of chapter 3. Let's just break it down. Boom. The righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Not just the Jews and not just the Gentiles. So even though the word was given to the Jews, it was also given to the Gentiles when the preachers and people started to testify God's word to the other people. So not only did it just go from Jews, it also went to the Gentiles. So those who are circumcised and those who are uncircumcised all are under the word of God. It doesn't matter. And what the law does, the law basically exposes our sin. Kind of tricky when I read it the first time. I was like, okay, 
something is not making sense to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me so that it can make sense to me. And what I got for it is that God will always be faithful to us. It doesn't matter if we do good. It doesn't matter if we do bad. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, a not a Christian, a Catholic, a Jew, a Gentile. It doesn't even matter. Black, white, green, orange. It does not even matter. God will remain faithfulness to his word. His word would never be unjust. It will always be justified to those who believe in Jesus Christ. And so what I got from this chapter is that no matter if a person do good or bad, God's faithfulness will stay the same. It is available for all of those who believe in Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is the son that God sent down to the Jews and the Gentiles to declare his word, to make known of his prophecy. So no one is righteous, not the Jews, not the Gentiles. None of them have any rights over another because we're all under the law of God. And when we're being under the law of God, that means we remove ourselves from the law of the world. And what the law of the world allows us to do is it allows us to be exposed to the sins that we may have to allow Jesus Christ to come into our life and do some type of miracle work. Now, when I say some type of miracle work, because you never know what you may need from Jesus. That is between you and Jesus. What I may need from Jesus may not be the same thing you may need from Jesus. And because that, I'm no better than you. It doesn't matter how much I glorify God, how much I read the Bible, how much I read the scriptures, how much I quote a scripture. God is still going to do what he can for you the same as he would for me. Maybe in different platforms, maybe in different um, organizations, but he will still continue to do the same thing, which be faithful to his word. And so no one is righteous. No one has the upper hand of no one. Doesn't matter who they are. The government doesn't have the upper hand of the law of the people just because they're government. It doesn't matter. Just because people create the rules, it doesn't matter. Just because there is a law created, it doesn't matter. What it does is it exposes our sin for us to get closer to God so that God can do a new work in us wherever we are, wherever we are in life. So I like when it said their feet are swift to shed blood, ruin and misery mark their ways because we all know people who literally walk the earth in misery and misery loves company has to be one of the truest statements that I heard because I never understood it at first like misery loves company like yeah misery does love company if a person is miserable you know if they live in misery if they look at misery and and want it a part of their life they're never they're going to go and try to invite other people into their misery and misery loves company so misery will come knocking at your door no matter what kind of door you have it could be a steel door a wood door a gated door it don't even matter misery will come knocking looking for something to join it and by the grace of God we become righteousness through our faith how do you do that though right is the question like how do I become righteousness through my faith I mean not even how do I become righteousness through my faith how do I gain the faith to become righteousness in God's eyes and here in verse 21 But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known. It has been made known through the Bible, through the preaching, through the stories. We are knowing what God does. And even in this chapter, the righteousness of God is made known, basically letting us know that no one, whether big or small, whether black or white, no one 
can take away God's faithfulness. That's our righteousness to God. How do we get that? Is our faith through Jesus Christ. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? That he took the problems that we may have on our life and he nailed them on a cross and he allowed that to be our condemnation to what the world may have against us like I truly believe that and so when I go into my ways of my mind and my thinking and if misery tries to sneak up on me and like oh you can't do this or you can't gain that or Jesus didn't die for your sins and how Jesus died for your sins and that was decades and decades and decades and thousands of years ago I'm reminded that through my faith I am righteous and because God already did a work for me I don't have to do anything. I don't have to fight the battle that the enemy's trying to get me to get me to fight. I don't have to join the party that misery wants me to join. This is all by choice. And I think, well, that's the choice that God gave me. That was his faithful choice that he allowed for the people to have. He said, you could praise me or you could not. That's your choice. But I'm being the one that I am, the almighty one. I'm going to remain faithful whether you praise me or not, whether you do good or not. I'm going to remain faithful because I'm always going to be available to you. That really means a lot to me. I thought I just thought that like, okay, that hit me. That, that was something that I could take with me on my days to just understand that God will always be faithful to me. It's not, it's not him being unfaithful to me. It's me being unfaithful to him when I don't believe that his word is sufficient. When I don't believe that his plan for my life is sufficient, then that becomes me being unfaithful to the word of God. And I don't want to be unfaithful to the word of God because I'm learning the word of God and I want the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to me when I don't know what I need to know. I want the Holy Spirit to be able to say, Wontrell, no, you need to sit down because you're doing too much or look, this happened because you were walking the wrong way. We need you back over here. Like, I want God's faithfulness to pour over my life wholeheartedly. And in order for me to receive that, I should be faithful in my righteousness of just knowing that God is, he's not going to fail me. He's not going to fail me. Everything around me could be falling apart and God in my heart will be keeping me together. It's because he's not going to fail me. His faithfulness remains the same. So the righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. I'm going to break something down. Verse um, 22 in chapter 3. Throughout his artist and adventurous life, the Apostle Paul has kept one career goal constantly before him, a visit to Rome. In Paul's day, Rome stand alone, the capital of the powerful Roman Empire that rules over the entire Mediterranean region. A tiny new church in Rome has caused great excitement among other Christians who know that in some ways, the future of the church rests on what happens in Rome. If they expect to make an impact on the world, they will have to penetrate this great city. Paul prays constantly for the Roman church and has made plans to visit there several times. Since none of those plans has yet materialized, Paul writes this letter, a conscious summary of the Christian faith. I notice that there's a lot of churches everywhere we go, everywhere around. There's always a church somewhere. And, you know, I I, I like to think that God really wants his word out. And not everybody is going to be delivered the word of God. Some people will selfishly deliver the word of God for themselves. But then some people will actually deliver the word of God for others. And 
that's why we see so many churches, you know, and all these pastors and preachers and prophets come along. But when I ask God, you know, what do you want for me? What do you want me to do? I could just keep it a buck and say this one thing. God wants me to focus on his word. And in order to focus on his word, I have to know the word. I have to dissect it, I have to read it, and I have to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to me because I could be thinking I know something and then it could be wrong. So what I constantly do and I say, you know, God, if it's in, if it's in your will for me to do this, align me with your purpose for me. I don't have a problem with reading the Bible and reading it out there for people. No, I'm not a preacher. No, I'm not perfect. I am a sinner. Okay. So there is nothing about me perfect. And God still allows me to dissect the Bible to understand what he's saying to me or where he's coming from. And sometimes it's exciting for me. And then sometimes it's overwhelming for me because it's like a black mirror that I spoke up before. We are being revealed through the word, you know, and also through the law you know when I look at society in the world and I'm like you know this is all wrong the way these laws are made they are so wrong and it reminds me that you know their laws the people the world laws will never be the same laws of what God has for me and if I could just stay in tune with what God has for me then I don't have to worry about what's next for me because he already has a plan for me I think that's the hardest trick as a human is to have faith in something that you don't see. But because I've been on this journey for a minute and I've witnessed the miraculous things that God has did for me on numerous occasions, even come to a point where saving my life when I got in a bad car accident. I watched God take me through the mountains on an empty tank of gas almost a hundred miles. Man, I have so many testimony stories that I'm reminded every day that I can't do nothing without the word of God. And how do I get the word of God? You know, is spending some time with him, spending a little bit of time with him, confessing to him what I'm going through, even though he knows my heart, you know, crying out to him when he knows my tears have words that my mouth cannot speak. And for me, these is vital moments in my life that bring me and God closer so that when I do read the next chapter, God is going to reveal something to me. He's going to always show me how he's right here with me. And that makes me want to keep going. That makes me say, you know what? I'm going to read the next chapter and the next chapter and the next chapter. And even though I get weary, I do have a place to rest. And even though I don't know what's going on, I have trust and faith that God will align me with his purpose. Everybody don't have it figured out. If you're one of those persons, welcome to the world. I told you we related through Christ. I'm one of those persons too. I don't have it figured out. I don't even want to act like I have it figured out because the moment that I think I got it figured out, God is always reminding me that I don't have it figured out. So the question of today is, is there anyone in your life who could benefit from understanding the message Romans uh, presents? And because we haven't dived deep into the Romans, I'm just going to dwell on that question um, because we noticed that Paul, his goal was to get to Rome and whatever the case. And he's been in Rome and they gave him a place to sleep. They gave him things like they let him operate on his own. So as we dive into Rome, Romans, I'm very excited to see, you know, how these stories unfold because I hear these stories all the time in church and they don't resonate how they do when I'm dissecting this Bible. I'm one of those persons who could benefit from 
the message that comes from the Bible. Even today, Romans chapter 3, no one is righteous. Righteousness is only through faith. If you don't have faith, trust, you're not you're not righteous. And God is 100 1,000, 1 million percent faithful in all his works. It doesn't matter what you do or how you do it. You could be good or bad. It doesn't even matter. God is going to remain faithful. So what do I say? I say, look to God. Understand that the law exposes your sin and ask God to reveal his words to make known to you for what you need to do to get closer to him. And that's going to wrap up today's class. So you can send this message to anybody that you feel may benefit from it. It could be your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your uncle, your auntie, baby, mom, friend, neighbor, anybody. It doesn't matter. Go ahead and share this message. Go ahead and do that. That would be great. Make sure you come back for next week and tune in with us for next week for the next class where we'll be in Romans chapter 7. And we'll just continue on to hear the stories of the Bible. I mean, it's not that hard. We get an understanding, we break it down, and that's just what it is. So until next time, you guys, I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantra Levet, and this is Bougie Bible Study on Blessed to BS. Bye!